Tonight, Patty Jenkins thinks she knows the problem with Wonder Woman 1984, Marvel is looking for a werewolf by night, and remember America's favorite grumpy actor, Ed Asner. All that and more on the comic book edition of Multiverse Tonight! Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to the comic comic book edition of Multiverse tonight. I'm your host, Thomas Townley, and this is episode 140. Yay! Well, we're here, episode 140, uh, and I almost lost the recording of the previous episode. For some reason, it it just was not the uh, show was just not showing up. But luckily, it was saved, and uh, I had something else on my mind I was going to talk about here at the beginning of the show. But I've kind of lost that thought uh, for the moment. So let us begin. Oh, I know what I was going to talk about. This show is going to be. I'm going to tell you right now, this show is kind of short. It's because, frankly, you know, going to Comic-Con kind of takes it out of you. You go to Comic-Con, you come back, and you really don't want to work that hard on on things. So I kind of I kind of floated for the week, you know, just just did the bare minimum. So this is going to be a, a more concentrated edition than than a normal show, but uh, if you like that, then please, by all means, uh, tell me so. Show, tell me, sh- tell me about it uh, in the comments of uh, wherever you want to comment, Apple, uh, Pod Page, wherever. And if you like a shorter show or longer show, hey, let me know there. Anyway, let's go on to the DC Comics news. <laughs> And we begin on DC Comics with Wonder Woman's 1984 director Patty Jenkins, who thinks that the day and date release of the movie, both in theaters and streaming, hurt the movie. Now, telling a luncheon at CinemaCon in Las Vegas, quote, It was detrimental to the movie. I knew that could have happened. I don't think it plays the same on streaming ever. I'm not a fan of day and date, and I hope to avoid it forever. Unquote. Now, Wonder Woman 1984 was a bit of a bomb, grossing much less than the first one with a box office gross of $213 million versus $1,235 million for the first one. Now, that's a worldwide number. Now, frankly, I think it helps that the movie just wasn't that good. It it just... It, ugh. You know, I, I could go on and on about, about how that movie just failed on multiple fronts, but uh, I'll let you decide that for yourself. Now, let's... Now, uh, 
on to- on that, the Batman was also shown off at CinemaCon. Director Matt Reeves opened up about his intimate approach to the character and promised the most personal Batman story that will ever have been delivered as a movie. Reeves uh, also said that this is not an origin story, but Batman in his early days. And there was also a look at Alfred Circus's Alf- Andy Circus's Alfred. So, uh, you know, take that for what it is. You know, just just call me when when there's a trailer so we can so we can really dish on that. Anyway, that's uh, enough of the DC news for a day. Let's go to Marvel and Sony's Spider-Man movies, which have shot up in the digital rental charts after the trailer for Spider-Man: No Way Home dropped. Now, I'm I'm assuming that you've all seen the trailer for No Way Home. It was a fantastic trailer. Um, you know. I, I highly recommend watching that if you haven't. The trailer got 355.5 million views globally in 24 hours, breaking the all-time viewership record set by Marvel's Avengers Endgame in 2019. Now, all seven Spider-Man films were in the top 50 of most popular rentals after the trailer was released. Uh, number two being Spider-Man Far From Home. Number 13, Spider-Man Homecoming. Number 14 was 2002's Spider-Man. Number 15 was Spider-Man 2 from 2004. Number 25 was The Amazing Spider-Man 2 from 2014. Number 37 was The Amazing Spider-Man, the first one from 2012. And last was number 47. At number 47 was Spider-Man 3, 2007. Yeah, I could see why that, that film just does not do justice. Anyway, Spider-Man No Way Home opens in theaters on December 17th. Emily Van Camp from Captain America Civil War and The Falcon and the Winter Soldier has just welcomed her first child with husband John Bo- Josh Bowman. The star posted a picture of her hand and her child's on Instagram with the caption, quote, Welcome to our world, our sweet little Iris. Our hearts are full, unquote. Congrats to the happy new family. Marvel Studios is looking for a Latino actor for a Disney Plus Halloween special. It's been guessed that this special would be based on Werewolf by Night, which uh, is a, although which version it it is, is unknown. The first version was Jack Russell, who debuted in the comic Marvel Spotlight number two in February 1972. Now, Russell has a family history of lycanthropy, or the supernatural transformation of a human into a wolf, but uses his power for good and is able to remain aware of his transformations. The second character, Jake Gomez, was introduced into the Marvel Universe last year in the comic Werewolf by Night Volume 3, Number 1, and was, and was created by Taboo of the Black Eyed Peas, Scott Eaton, and Benjamin Jackendoff. Gomez is described as a descendant of the Native American tribe Hopi, who has been cursed with lycanthropy also through his lineage. The special would probably arrive in time for Halloween 2022. Ex-owner of Marvel Comics, Ron Perlman, has lost the naming rights to a, na- to a new residential college in Princeton, at Princeton after missing payments on his pledge. Now, Perlman pledged the $65 million in 2018 to have an institute in Judaic studies named after him. However, it appears that he has not made any payments toward the pledge, leading the university to sever the deal. A spokesman for Princeton said, quote, 
The university has terminated the gift agreement with the Perlman Family Foundation Incorporated to name a residential college because the foundation has not made payments due under the agreement. We remain grateful for the Perlman family's long-standing support. Unquote. Now, Perlman is best known for running Marvel into the ground, bankruptcy, in the 1990s. Now, let's go on to the geek news. And we begin with a little sad news. Uh, Michael Nader, who appeared in the original Dynasty, All My Children, and the 1990s The Flash, has passed away. According to a statement from his wife, Nader passed away on August 23rd from untreatable cancer. Nader played the role of Kevin Thompson on As the World Turns from 1975 to 1978, Dex Dexter on Dynasty, and Nicholas Pike on The Flash, who was the first villain in the Flash ser- series pilot. The San Diego Comic-Con Comic Convention has announced plans to open the Comic-Con Museum in Balboa Park. The purveyors of Comic-Con International, San Diego, announced that the start of construction of the new Comic-Con Museum and that the opening and daily operations will begin on November 26th. The opening event will take place alongside Comic-Con Special Edition, a smaller fall version of the Comic-Con Convention that usually takes place in San Diego during the summer. The Comic-Con Museum will offer exhibits, art, and images connected to comics and related pop culture, and will also serve as a meeting place for the comics and pop culture fan community. San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria said in a press release, Comic-Con may be a San Diego institution, but people from around the world have eagerly anticipated this year-round home to celebrate the popular arts they love. With the museum's construction underway, we're closer than ever to welcoming a global audience to get a taste of the Comic-Con experience in the middle of our city's crown jewel, Balboa Park. Now, this place will have two classrooms that were uh, that are scheduled to open in the museum's educational center. One is the Cox Innovation Lab, from which is being sponsored by Cox Communication, who contributed 175000 to create the lab. According to the press release, the museum will also continue to expand its interior display space and educational area over the next several months, leading to a grand opening scheduled for July 2022. SDCC's primary income stream is, of course, the annual conventions, but those have not occurred since 2019 due to the worldwide COVID-19 pandemic. The opening of the museum will take place in July of 2022. Yeah, I... Don't know how to feel about that. You know, the Comic-Con experience in the museum. So you're going to be standing in line for hours, I guess. I don't know. How do you, how do you museum that? Have, have, have stars come in and give panels in the museum? Anyway. Fallout Boy guitarist Joe Troman and actor Brian Posen, the from the Sarah Silverman program and the Big Bane Theory, have teamed up with Heavy Metal Magazine to create the new comic book series The Axe coming in early 2022. A core comedy adventure, The Axe follows three nerdy skate-punk metalhead teenagers who steal an old cursed guitar that opens a portal to an interdimensional hellscape called Shoel. In Shoel, uh, the kids must fight off hideous ancient creatures while trying to get back to Earth. According to the press release, it's like Army Army of Darkness meets the Goonies. Posein told uh, Variety, quote, 
We put horror and heavy metal music in a blender with likable kids as our protagonist and came up with the perfect combo for a collaboration with Heavy Metal Magazine, unquote. Troman added, The axe merges two of my favorite things, horror and comedy, but it has heart. We intentionally wove in themes of broken childhood, abandonment, and coming of age throughout the book, and I am proud of the dimensions within the story. But on the fun side, what we are able to do with pushing the gore, the jokes, the darkness, it's just everything I've really wanted to do on the wish fulfillment list. I'm really, truly grateful that Heavy Metal wanted to take a swing on this one. I'm thrilled to see it come to life on page. Unquote. Poseman and Troman also recruited uh, Scott Koblish, who's who's done Deadpool and Anthrax Among the Living, as illustrator, while Diego Ficarra will color the axe. Heavy Metal Magazine is also currently developing the axe as a screen adaptation as part of a slate of projects based on the original IP. The Axe will premiere in Heavy Metal Magazine as a serial in early 2022, and then will be collected into a comic book series and ultimately a trade paperback. Now at CinemaCon, which I've mentioned in uh, earlier episodes, uh, there was a new trailer for The Matrix. Now the trailer has not been released, but it featured Keanu with long hair and a short beard, not remembering his life before. Eh, that's kind of sad. Well, on to close on some uh, some more sad news. Sorry to be a downer, folks. Uh, Ed Asner has passed away. The actor was born in Kansas City, Missouri in November of 1929, but, but grew up in Kansas City, Kansas. He graduated from high school there and went to college at the University of Chicago. Now, after college, he went to work on the assembly line at General Motors and later served with the U.S. Army Signal Corps. Following his military service, he helped found the Playwrights Theater Company in Chicago, the group that would someday reform into the second city. He left for New York and got cast on Broadway, but and soon started out what would be a lifetime of work on television with a debut in 1958 on Studio One. He would go on to have roles on Route 66, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, The Untouchables, Ben Casey, The Outer Limits, Gunsmoke, The Fugitive, The FBI, The Wild Wild West, Mission Impossible, The Mod Squad, and in 1970, he got the role that we, of course, remember him most for, Lou Grant on The Mary Tyler Moore Show. The show ran 166 episodes and spawned a drama spinoff, Lou Grant, that ran for 114 episodes. The character also made appearances on Rhoda and in an episode of Roseanne. After that, Ed would make appearances on Highway to Heaven, The X-Files, Mom, Modern Family, and much, much more. Now, in the 90s, he got into voice acting, voicing Hoggish Greedly in Captain Planet and the Planeteers, uh, Fish Police, Roland Daggett on Batman, the animated series, Papa Bear on Animaniacs, J. Jonah Jameson on Spider-Man, Sergeant Cosgrove on Freakazoid, Hudson on Gargoyles, Granny Goodness on Superman, the animated series, and Justice League Unlimited. He would also be in The Boondocks, American Dad, The Cleveland Show, and plenty of other shows. His final role will be as Carl Fredrickson Fredrickson on the Disney Plus series Doug Days. He also had planned movie roles, starring with the 1961 film The Murder Men, and also had roles in Kid Kid Galahad, El Dorado, uh, Ford Apache, The Animal, Elf, Disney Pixar's Up, and many, many more. He still has two movies that haven't come out yet, one called Awaken and one called The Gettysburg Address. 
Ed holds the record for most primetime Emmy Awards by a male performer, having won seven. He also won five Golden Globes and lots of honorary awards. Now, outside of acting, Ed was a two-term president of the Screen Actors Guild and a supporter of Democratic causes and candidates. He was married twice, divorced twice, and had four children. Ed Asner passed away peacefully in Los Angeles, California on August 29th. He was 91 years old. And that brings us to the end of the book news for now. Uh, be sure to check us out on social media. We're at Twitter at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you'd like to contribute financially, check out the show notes. Visit the T Public store. Uh, they're doing a sale right now. And so much more. Head on over to multiversetonight.com. You'll find all our links there. Uh, if you're a subscriber, please be sure to share us with your friends. And if you're brand new to the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave some feedback. Let me know how we're doing. Now, special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Thanks for watching the comic book edition of Multiverse Tonight. Now, we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new sci-fi and comic book edition. Now, please exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half Baked Genre Productions, copyright 2021, all rights reserved.